everyone, DM Brad here. It's been two weeks since our last episode. How have you been? Have you been good? Have you? Sheesh, let us answer, Brad. Honestly, rude. Anyway, thanks for downloading and listening to Chapter 3, Episode 7 of The Fate of Ison. It's a weird and wonderful ride we're on, and I'm so glad you're here with us. Big thankaroonies, as always, to our awesome supporters over at patreon.com slash fateofison. Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyser, Side J Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, and Sam Malcolm. You rule, and you're too... too school? Too cool for school. Damn, I'm hip. Yo, it's recap time. Last time, Marley reunited with Spritey McSteamface, filled him in on their plans, played a duet, then drank herself into a blackout. Meanwhile, Banfor busied himself in Stonewall's vice district, he found himself accommodation, and we all found out about Grandad Bob, the truth wizard, the man behind Ison's entire economy. Banfor got to work on a personal mission involving a shady deal with a local alchemist. And I'll see what I can make. And and what also when when are you hoping to get this? Uh well, I would say excited euphoria. Okay. And I'll take the first test in two days, a hundred doses, and we'll ramp up from there, eh? Hundred doses, a few days. <laughs> I have no idea what this is going to do, but I love it so much. <laughs> it says, I think, I think we have a deal. Um, I, I can do this. And he, he looks at the, all the gemstones that you've laid out and it, it's very obvious to you that he's under the impression they are all for him to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, is that the case or is that like, uh, you're just showing him the wealth and then you're going to take some of it away. Uh, Banfor takes all of it away and puts it back in the uh, bag. Yeah, Teeman looks confused at you taking away what he thought was his payment. Um, Banfor says, well, I'm not going to pay you for something you haven't done, am I, mate? And then um, in a, in a lickety-splitty flash, uh, he spins around and there uh, is a knife to its hilt in his uh, desk. Uh, roll Intimidation. Uh, using your Strength mod instead of your Charisma mod. Unnatural 20. Okay, he uh, leaps back in, like, shock, A, at the loud noise of the knife hitting the table, and B, at the symbolism of, like, what you're trying to show him. And he just goes, message understood. Uh, Fantastic. Well, evening to you, sir, and therefore... We're friends. Mm. Okay, Uh, evening, Banfor. I will see you in a few days, and I'll, I'll definitely have your excited euphoria that that you want um banfor says much obliged and as a token of our renewed something of our new something ship uh i'll just go and take care of your other little problem eh and he closes the door behind him and um walks out into the evening nice i like it (laughs) so you what you head now back to the vice district is that your intention Uh, towards the brutes club okay yeah so you don't know what that is he didn't actually elaborate. Uh, bump into people and they you know, go for a drink at a bar, ask about it and find yep. the place. Okay. So uh, I'd say, it, uh, you know, another hour passes for you to get to like back deep into the vice district. Or do you go to a bar in the merchants district? Um, goes to a bar in the vice district. Okay. Um, choose for me between. 
Uh, where is this list of bars in the place district? I made up this one. The bitches what? Bollock. The bitches bollock. You find a bar called the bitches bollock, which is like a low squat building with um, like large uh, like cinder blocks uh, in the wall, and there's quite a small like surprisingly small for a bouncer maybe he's a halfling maybe like a tall halfling or a short human and definitely weedy in stature like standing outside Mm. the door like picking his nails with a knife like and leaning on the wall and he's like hawking at people that walk by like walk past going bitches bollock coming into the bitches bollock who's coming in for a drink in a drinking a bit of a gamble at the bitches bollock um ben four walks through are people wearing headwear? Do I have a cap that I doff? Or um, you know, some people some people have the old uh, chimney sweep cap. It's not but like look- the not like the eighteen to nineteen hundreds. Oh, not like the nineteen hundreds where like if you didn't have a hat, you were weird. No, no, it certainly doesn't look like there's like an ex- you know a dress code around the city. Okay, good, uh, fantastic. So uh, Banfor sort of touches his forelock and uh, bends to go into the door. Cool. Uh, yeah, the door is slightly taller than you, so the bending is good. Uh, sorry, slightly shorter than you. Um, and you go in, and it's not particularly busy, but there is certainly like a, a crowd gathered around. Um, some people at the bar. It's not a very deep building. Like you walk in, and there's like two rows of tables, and then straight to the bar uh, lining the back of the room. Um, and you estimate, oh, and there are four tables in total, so not a lot of tables, uh, but all of them are full, and there are people sitting around them and. and in circles like some are playing cards some are rolling dice some people are just drinking and singing and having a good time fantastic um what's the sort of crowd like are they generally rough or what? uh yeah they look pretty rough i mean this is the vice district so that's to be expected but they don't look like ragged or haggard um but this is also sort of where the people like would go to party yeah like it's the where, young men think- of the city and yeah, it's where people want to go where just there's less rules. Where everybody knows your name. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. You see uh, Sam, Diane. I have uh, actually never, ever seen that show, but I just know <laughs> the theme song because, uh, I don't know, Mass Burgess, who knows. Um, cool, so Banfor heads up to the bar, um, knocks on it, uh, knocks on the bar, and... Um, points at the flagons and uh, puts down a, a couple of coppers or a silver or, or whatever the general price of a beer is. Uh, yep, so it is, I'd say, uh, silver for like a big a big flagon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a tiefling woman, a red-skinned <laughs> tiefling woman, um, leans over and she says, um, Oh, welcome to the bitches, bollock. Um, fl- flagon of ale, one copper. <laughs> Oh, one silver. Uh, Banfor goes, oh, no, caught you, and hands her a copper. Oh, it's my first day. Boss will have my hide for this. That's all right. <laughs> well, here's a tip. And again, he gives her a silver. Oh, phew. Thanks. He you... takes back his copper. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll deserve that. hands her a silver. Yeah. <laughs> She's... I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and you, got your, you got your beer. You, so know, I got just, the beer. you just 
what survey the room have a drink um yeah uh, band four sort of surveys the room with his back to it um does, is anybody coming up to the bar to get a drink uh yeah i mean a few people in clusters at the bar at the bar yeah, like coming to the bar, talking to the barmaid, getting a drink, and then going back to one of their tables. And as you are like trying to look and assess these different groups that are at these four tables, the door swings open um, really violently with a bang, and stepping in is this ogre. And he's like, he has to really squeeze himself through the door. Like, this is a big dude. Mm. Uh, and he's got an eye patch over his left eye and he um, is like clothed which is unlike all the ogres you've seen so far which has just been in like a loincloth he's fully clothed so you get the impression like he lives here in the city he's got like a leather coat on and, and trousers and boots and everyone everyone in the room stops doing what they're doing and you hear people whispering Bruckham Bruckham Bruckham's here shh Bruckham Dan uh, Four raises his mug to him as he walks in and raises his eyebrows as well He he makes a beeline straight to you as in as if you were the reason he's here anyway. Okay. Panfor's reclining against the bar with the beer in one hand. He stops next to you and looks a little bit taken aback by the fact that you're not like, oh shit, this ogre is talking to me. Mm. My people be watching you. Good. What are you doing here in the vice district? You got a good set of good set of arms and legs on you. Do good at the Brutes Club. You're not wrong, mate, but, I mean, there's easier ways to make a buck, isn't there? How about you come with me, see what the seven brutes can do, see if there's a old bit of coin in it for you. What sort of coin are we talking? What sort of skills you got? What sort of skills have you got? I'm the one with the coin, mate. What if you weren't? And Banfor brings out uh, ten uh, or ten-ish gems. Sorghumal's balls. Who are you? Well, I mean, I can be whoever you like, darling. But you can have half of these. Watch my back and have half when I walk out. How about that? I was going to pay you to to join a brutes club. Well, you see here, mate. I would love to go to the Brutes Club. I'd much rather meet your boss alone. I ain't got no boss. Are you sure? Who's paying your wages? Everyone in the Vice District pays my wages one way or another. Ooh. A man to bribe it would seem. It would seem that way, wouldn't it? Uh, ben <laughs> Four raises his beer, um, sort of salutes him. Drains it, knocks the bar, and holds up two fingers, and um, then points to the top yeah. shelf. The nervous red tiefling woman comes back over. She's like, "You, you want a, another drink? Two whiskey, top shelf, please. Anyway, uh, uh, y- y- yes." And then nods at the ogre. Says, "And it's it's good to serve you, uh, Mister Bruckham." And then like turns and. Like her hands are shaking very visibly while she's like trying to pour these drinks, and then she puts down two whiskeys that are like full to the brim and like spilling onto the bar in front of you, and then steps back and says, "No charge for these." Uh, <laughs> Banfor makes... puts down uh, four gold, four or five gold, uh, and slides it over to her anyhow. 
She's like, oh. um, looks at the big lad and says, always like to pay my own way. Um, she looks at him to see if it's like, okay. And he gives no response that he's even like acknowledged her. So she just like sneaks them out off the counter for herself mm. and like drags them away and makes herself scarce. Like she's just not even there anymore. <laughs> so you've got quite a bit of gems on you. Have you bit of money, but a bit of dough. Well, it's not the money I've got, but the money will make that of interest. He leans in really close, like puts his face right against yours. And he like, you can like feel his breath on you and he's like studying you, like your facial features. I ain't never met him up close, but you look a lot like the champion. Probably. A lot of faces look the same if you hit them hard enough for long enough. You ain't the champion's get, are ya? Wouldn't know, mate. Who's the champion? Well, that's just the thing. He's only known as the champion, isn't he? Fights in the killing grounds. Ain't part of my brutes club. Ain't never been to the vice district. Well, maybe I is, maybe I isn't. I'm sure he gets her hand. I know I do. Some people call him the Empress's dog. I think he's a free man, but fights for the love of it. Can see it when he fights. All right. I mean, pretty off topic. But all oh, just, right. I'm just saying he looks like he is all. Well, you seem to have got off on it. Are you all right? Have you got a thing with him or something? Oh, Do you I, I really would... like fighting or something? Well, I run a fight club, don't I? I've yeah, got to like it. Like into it, into it. Got to like what I do. If you know well, what I mean. you know, never work a day in your life. Never a true word said. Anyway, uh, and Bamfor uh, knocks back his whiskey, pats him on the chest, says, See you in a few days, eh? And walks out. But I never told you about... And then, yeah, you're gone. <laughs> uh, Therefore, returns to his, uh, to his lodgings and uh, has a wee sleepy. Yeah, roll a perception check. Oh, um, oh shit, that's a two. Um, so, Therefore, yep. returns to his lodgings by a circuitous route, is what I should have said. Yep. Okay, yeah. You, you do that and you don't notice anything untoward as you do. And you go back in. The lady at the desk is asleep. <laughs> just at the desk, like she's passed out, like she's not supposed to have done that. And you just uh, walk in. Forward, would, I assume would still have the half a bottle of whiskey on him. Oh, no, he gave that to the drunks. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, were you going to put it back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and just you go back to your room and have a sleep. And then morning comes. And Marley Craff. Yep. You wake up in your room at the necro slash podicon in your bed which is not amazing but also the best thing you've slept in in for a long time (laughs) yeah um hodge is asleep on the foot of the bed um there's no sign of spritey no sign of kyrene what do you do i wake up and i want to know how bad my hangover is roll me a constitution saving throw (laughs) That is a fourteen plus one, so fifteen. Yeah, bad. you feel you feel a bit of dry mouth. You feel a little bit like drained, but otherwise fine. Yeah, I I lean over to you know stroke Hodge in between the ears and make sure he's okay because I realise I'm like trying to piece together what happened last night. Like, and I I can get to a certain point as you do before it all kind of goes fuzzy. Yeah, you see there um, are wolf 
bite marks in your in like the side of your boots so like where they where your boots go up your legs um they're not on you but like you see them on the floor of your room and you get the impression that maybe at one point of the night um hodge tried to drag you somewhere (laughs) (laughs) and i kind of i kind of snigger and i i sort of grab his face in my hands and i'm like oh i'm sorry hodge (laughs) i didn't mean to get that drunk i just haven't had that much fun in a while um, I look around my room to make sure I've still got everything. Like, yeah, yeah, everything looks fine. You've got all your possessions, your saxophones there, and your clothes and, and everything. Okay. Do I look like I've got any more gold? Like than I. Um, make me another performance check just to see how overall the night was for people appreciating what you do. <laughs> That's an eighteen plus my performance, <clears throat> so twenty six. Nice. Well, I will roll 2d12 to determine how much extra gold you got on the side. Nice. It's an 11 and a 9. You got 20 gold. Nice. Um, I don't know why I'm putting a dollar sign there. It's not dollars. Um, okay, so Molly gets dressed. I imagine she didn't get undressed, really, but she puts the rest of whatever <coughs> managed to come off back on. Uh, um, goes downstairs in search of a cup of tea and some decent breakfast and is like, come on, Hodge. Cool. Um, and yeah, there's, there's just a couple of people down there. Um, different bar person from yesterday. It's not Paul, the proprietor. And uh, do you want to role play having breakfast or do you want to get on your way and <laughs> do, do something, do something else? No, I just I, like, I don't need to role play it, but I would have asked. If Spritey, like, if they know if Spritey got home okay, or, um, like, if they know anything about what sort of happened to me last night. Yep. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I will roll a d20, and above a 10, um, they can give you a detailed account of what happened. Below a 10, <laughs> they cannot. They rolled a 2. Uh, <laughs> cool. There's, um... Uh, yeah, a young human man behind the bar and that you don't remember seeing and just says, look, love, I just work here. I didn't see what happened last night. I do morning shift. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. I just breakfast and that's like uh, pretty much all she does for that. Yeah. I can tell you about bacon. I can tell you about eggs. I can't tell you about what happened last night. Can Can I get some raw bacon from my wolf friend here as well? I don't think he likes cooked. And I look at him and I'm like, I could cast speak with animals, but I'll just kind of dangle both and see which one he goes for. <laughs> yeah, the barman just goes, raw bacon's easier for me. <laughs> do, you, do you want some too? <laughs> uh, yeah, not raw for me. <laughs> Cook mine up. Oh. Make it crispy. Oh, nuts. Ah, sorghumals balls. <laughs> I'm like, oh, do that. you know about sorghumals? <laughs> Every, everyone knows about sorghumals. This is, this is Stonewall. Nice, 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 nice. We worship him here. Battle yeah. and death and war and all that. It's pretty cool, right? I want to go visit the... I've heard, like, the killing grounds are real cool here. I like... Oh, man. The next time there's a big fight at the killing grounds, I'll tell you what, I, I haven't been in a while because, I mean, it's expensive to get a ticket, but it's you've got to be there. And I heard that the champion is going to be doing something big and I'm, I'm scrimping and saving. I've got to get me a ticket. Nice. Okay. Um... So the killing grounds. You mentioned the hero. What's what's that guy's name? Uh, the, 
it says, oh, no, nobody who doesn't really have a name. He just called the champion. He's, I mean, there's, they get a new champion every now and then, but this guy's been the champion for, well, as long as I can remember, as long as I've been alive. Cool, cool. How much? Do you know how much the tickets are? Uh, well, it depends on the event, but t- usually around five gold each. I mean, that that's a fortune to someone like me. Do you know when the next Marley like, laughs in his <laughs> no, I'm like, try like, not to be like... You fucking peasant. Ah, you pleb. Um, <laughs> uh, Marley's thinking, I made four times that last night while I was drunk. <laughs> like, um, but, like, do you know when the next fight is? Like, how long have, have we got? Oh, I think I think it might be in about three days. They're, they're being quite unclear about it. It's just the, the, they haven't really scheduled it properly. There's just the word is out that there's something coming up soon. Um, they tend to do this with the really big events. Awesome. That's they just spread a bit of hype. So you know. exciting. I definitely want to do that. Tell you what, if I give you five gold. <gasps> what? Where are you going with this? Is this a, are you propositioning me? I tell no, you what, not I, at all. I, I, I was just going to say I cook bacon if, and eggs. I don't, I don't rub, I, rub things and no, 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 no. I wouldn't ask that of you. I just, I don't know enough. In, um, I'm not a, I'm not a man whore. What I'm, was I'm, his name? I'm only eighteen. I, I haven't <laughs> given you my name. Okay. I, I don't think I want to. And um, now, if you're about to, what I'm saying, dude, calm, calm. It's okay. Uh I was going to say I'd give you the price of the ticket if you could keep me posted when it's happening. Oh, uh, yeah. When I when I hear more, like if if you're staying here, I can. Well, yeah, because you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay upstairs. So, like, if you could like totally keep me informed, because I really want to go. Like, it sounds awesome and exciting and incredible, and I'd love to be there. So, you know, like if you keep me posted, I can give you the price. Of, I can give you the price of the ticket now if that helps. Uh, yeah. I could do with five gold. I got rent to pay. Yeah, but you got to save it for the show. Well, yeah, okay. But, all right, I mean, I definitely want to go. Okay, I tell you what, I'll give you six gold. (laughs) Oh, oh, maybe I need seven. (laughs) Don't push your luck, mate. I haven't tasted your bacon yet. (laughs) (laughs) Your wolf likes it. And he points to the the raw rashes that he threw to the wolf. And I, I pushed seven gold across the, the bar to him. I tell you what, if you give me ten gold, you can taste my bacon, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Not interested. Sorry, mate. My long-lost <laughs> love is waiting for me somewhere out there, and I'm saving myself for him. <laughs> uh, tap appears in the corner, and it's actually <laughs> the Ziglamel. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't be mean. Um... Okay, yeah, so you've found out a little bit about the Killing Grounds the and cool. the champion and events that go on. Uh, he cooks you some bacon, gives you a plate of bacon. Cool. That's breakfast I a, Yeah, done. I've just, yeah, yeah, that's all I do. I ba- chat with him about that shit. Okay, Banfor, what does your morning look like when you wake up in your normal scream of, of horror of being awake? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess the curtains wouldn't be too effective given that there's no glass in the window. Yeah, there aren't there aren't curtains, but you get the impression that because there's a dark alley behind you, they aren't actually that needed. There's not a lot of natural light in the room. Nice. Um, Bamfor sort of uh, yawns, wakes up, um, looks at the um, steadily growing 
uh, Acropolis being built by uh, the mice <laughs> as they spread hive-like around the walls. <laughs> like a Minas Tirith effect. Yeah. Mouse Rome was built in a day. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, or well, at least Mouse Pompeii was built last night. <laughs> um, and <laughs> generally, and sort of walks out into the street, uh, finds somebody selling street meat, um, has a bunch of street meat, has yep. some um, whatever the version of coffee is. Yeah, there's coffee. I mean, you've had coffee before in Dapton. Yeah, true. Um, um, ro- roll a perception check. Uh, eleven. Okay. Um, you don't see, but you kind of get the like the sense that some like people are watching you, or like you're being followed. You get that just like over your shoulder sort of feeling. Uh, like, cool. and you've and you've had it like the whole morning that you've been walking around. Yep. The M4 adds a dash of whiskey to his coffee. Um, and Cyrusian uh, style. That's Cyrusian called Cyrusian style. style. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> you fucking nerd. Um, having it Cyrusian style. Um, and yeah, Banffor sort of heads off through the uh, through the maze work of alleyways. Um, sort of not really uh, making any attempt to be uh, sneaky. Just generally heading towards uh, an area that sort of seems a bit more workmanlike sort of woodworkers and the like might be somewhere near there that make doors and whatnots and have tools for sale and shit like that okay um yeah there are the odd again like shady looking versions of that in the vice district mm. um so you might see like uh, a, a, carp- a carpenter or a door maker who's all but edgy um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like the carpenters in there on the who are on the up and up are all, the, are all in the merchants district yeah there's more boils and goiters than usual. I use my fists as hammers. <laughs> I just punch a thing to it to cabinet, don't I? <laughs> I'm both an idiot and a fine craftsman. A savant, if you will. Something of <clears throat> as a person. <laughs> um, um, I'd say if, yeah, it depends on where you go, what you find. <laughs> Uh, Banfor finds uh, one of those sorts of places uh, and uh, purchases a uh, a ladder, about a six foot ladder. Okay, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say you easily find somewhere that can sell you a ladder, uh, just a wooden six foot ladder, ladder. Six, six steps, um, and I don't know the price of a ladder. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say they they try to charge you one gold. Um, Banfor gives them a silver and two coppers. They look at it and go, ah, fine. You saw through it. <laughs> uh, Banfor winks at them and walks off uh, back in the general direction of his um, lodgings. He, yep. at one point, uh, is walking along nonchalantly um, and then um, all of a sudden breaks into a run and um, jolts left, jolts right and uh, then comes to a dead stop just around a corner with his arm out Okay, roll an acrobatics check to see how uh, how well you dance between the streets and the people uh, 7 
okay quite badly i'd say you like bump into a few people as you go and you do that like turn a corner and stop really suddenly thing and you you find yourself quite off balance but someone does plow into your outstretched arm but because you're off balance you just get knocked over um and then you see because you're never going to keep me down no that's right um (laughs) i get knocked over i get up again I'd say you you like roll into the street and then get up and you see there are three like like big strong human men in like rough coats and stuff who look surprised who are very surprised that you stopped. Yeah, uh, Banfor says, "All right, lads," uh, and pulls out. Um, what did we say? I brought four weapons. Um, well, you said the the night before you went out with just a, a knife. Like you put your like, sword down and stuff. Just a long knife. Um, what are the sort of general stats on a good knife? A dagger is 1d4, um, and it's just for you, it's just plus your strength plus your proficiency, so that's total of plus six. Mm-hmm. And, and then. For, for damage is 1d4 plus three. And then plus that again uh, for if I'm in a rage. Uh, no, if you're in a rage, it's an extra plus two on top of that for damage. Alright, that's right. And then... Um, and Banfor pulls out... Do you like how I paused right before I said what I pulled out? <laughs> um, a filthy dog end of a cigarette and, uh, and lights it with a match, which I assume are invented. Yeah, we've got matches. Cool. Uh, and lights it with a little um, little book of matches. The knife and the cigarette you, uh, you've got out? Or oh, just I didn't pull out a knife. Oh, so it's just the cigarette? Just the cigarette. He goes down to his belt and picks out a cigarette and then lights it and says, yeah. Morning, lads. Yeah, so one of them uh, steps forward from the other two and he's got like, a, like they've all got like really pale skin. One of them's got like uh, the leader. Well, the one who steps out as leader has like the a bald head and like a big scar from his forehead down his nose, like almost splitting his nose in half. Cool. Yeah. Um, we've been told to keep an eye on you. Well, it's probably easier if we walk together then, isn't it? Shall we? Oh, I'm not really sure what to do from here. Bruckham just wanted us to follow you through, to see what you do, see what you get up to. Yeah, I know. He told me. He wants to use uh, your goings on as leverage to get you on his team. Yeah, I know. He told me. Who are you, anyway? Said you didn't tell him nothing when you met him. Well, he kept talking about the fucking killing grounds and whatnot. Has he got a problem or something? Does he just want to be a big man or what? What's going on with him in the killing fields? Well, he already is a big man. And they also, like, nudge each other laughing. like. <laughs> yeah, but is it where it counts, eh? And he nudges them back. <laughs> they look awkward as if they're not supposed to laugh about their boss's junk and then uh, uh Banfor taps his head and goes upstairs is what i mean oh yeah oh, i suppose well you know boss don't know can't hurt him uh, um think... says all right then shall we and starts walking with them and continues the conversation while walking do you walk with like and let them lead or are you just walking i'm assuming walking side by side with the leader with the other two behind me um okay and then at some point, uh, Banfor will hand the ladder to the two of them and just and get them to carry it for him. <laughs> I and, like that. And he says, well, when you think about it, I am kind of paying you today, so you could be useful. So my name's, my na- my name's Lunas, the hey, bald-headed, 
bald-headed one with the scar, says, um, boss hasn't really told us much about you, but just says uh, he wants you on the team and he wanted us to make sure we find out enough about you to get you there. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll be, I'll end up going there. But frankly, mate, I mean, I'm nobody's fool and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm nobody's possession, so I don't know why I'd do what he says because he says so. Do you get what I mean? Well, I think pretty much everyone in the vice district does what he says. So, I mean, apart from, apart from Jareen uh, uh, and the gloves. Yeah, well, um, say la vie. I mean, you can either you can either live in fear, mate, or just do your own thing. I'm still standing here. I said no to him. Um, Oliver, can I get you to roll an intelligence check? Um, I did note Jareen in the gloves. Yep, I just want to see if Banford did. It's been a long time for him. A long time and a lot of substances since then. Uh, that's an 18 plus one. Yeah, you instantly remember the name of your childhood friend, Jareen. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, Banford doesn't let on. Yep. Um, yeah, they uh, these three guys lead you um, through winding buildings, uh, but they're very obviously going to a set destination. Um, oh, I was walking home. Okay, they were trying to guide you somewhere, and then they notice you like venturing off. Like, no, we're going this way, this way, mate. Um, Banfor says, "No, I'm going back to my room. I don't know." He, he said, "Follow you, right? Follow me, right?" Well, yeah, but then we just yeah, had well, a little nice little conversation. Then. I don't got mind to know if you. you're right here, or you can say twenty feet back and try and hide behind a cart again. It's up to you, mate. Listen, I, I think you're, you're making this more difficult than it needs to be. And he pulls out a knife. <laughs> uh, Banfor also pulls out a knife, enters a rage, and attacks. <laughs> nice roll initiative. Dun tick tick dun 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 tick tick dun dun dun. Twelve. Okay, you go first. He got an eleven. Fantastic. Um, Banfor sticks his knife in his neck. Okay, so that's- roll. Roll me an attack with a plus six for the knife. And do I get you... two attacks? One attack. Uh, no, you, you do you get two attacks as part of yeah. your level seven. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Um, two attacks with a knife while in a rage. Uh, well, that is absolutely atrocious. Um, so that's an 11 and a 10. Um, what I'm going to do before finding out the outcome of that is um, definitely had a long rest. Oh, actually, I'm just going to do that on my thing, just in case. Okay, cool. No worries. Um, I'm going to use two luck points to re-roll those. Okay. Uh, cool. That's uh, two 18s uh, when unmodified, which means that that is two 24s. Yeah. Uh, those, they both hit two dagger slashes so that's um each of them is 1d4 plus three plus another two for your 1d4 rage. plus five yep uh okay, okay. so that is really really bad um so that's 13 okay so two like slashes on him um and he... stabs him into <laughs> the neck but it's oh. not like bad two, two like shivs like yeah uh, just uh, like it just like kind of grab him by the head and the hair and just stab him in the throat. Like not a nice, 
on Garcia, but like yep. in an alleyway trying to stab a man yep. to death. Yep, very prison style. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, um, meanwhile, both of his henchmen are holding a ladder in a narrow alleyway when yep. this starts, by the way. Yep. Yeah, they are... I have not added them to initiative. It's just yeah. you and Lunas. <laughs> They're presumably still tangled in the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, um, Benny Hill music playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, they've gotten it jammed sideways. <laughs> uh, but kind of at an angle. So they're kind of just trying to get past it. Yeah, hey, put it down, you schmuck! <laughs> um, hey, what are you doing, Drew? Uh, yeah, he, like, reels back from the uh, shiving he just got and like blood, <laughs> blood spurts uh, out of his neck and then he lunges at you with his dagger for a also an 18 plus 6 24 fantastic well done him um, but he's not a barbarian in a rage so he uh, gets you for 5 damage uh, so 2 damage in a rage oh yeah so just like slashes across a bit of like your clavicle that's like above your coat and he sort of um looks at it and smiles it was like a aren't you cute (laughs) uh my turn again yep cool 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 um so now i can do two attacks again um and as a bonus action, yep, cool, no worries. Um, right, so uh, two attacks. Oh, it's nice. Um, twenty-four and twenty-three. Yeah, both hits. Uh, so this is result plus 10. That's uh, an 8. That's <laughs> 18 damage. That's enough to either kill or knock out this Lunas guy. You tell uh, me how, how it goes. Therefore grabs um, him by the head. Uh, does he have hair? No, he's bald. Therefore uh, grabs him uh, by the eye sockets from behind. Oof. So with his fingers there pulls his head back and just um, repeatedly stabs him deep into the throat where it meets the clavicle. Nice. Oh, um, drops spray. him and kicks. Yeah, yeah drops him and kicks the ladder as hard he as he can. Sprays blood all over his two friends and the alleyway and then you kick this ladder and they both go stumbling to the ground. And then one of them gets up, like scrambles to his feet and looks at you and looks at his, like, severely mutilated friend. Bruckham's gonna hear about this! And then turns and bolts. Sure he will. And, uh, Banfor picks up the ladder, um, wipes his knife off, and sort of generally kicks his pockets to see if there's anything interesting in them. Um, I hadn't thought about what would be in his pockets. Um, <laughs> well, you pulled the knife on me, mate. Uh, you find a flask of, um, or an empty flask that's got, like, a couple of drops of whiskey in it. Is it personalised in any way? Sure, it's it's engraved with Lunas, but you can't read it, so... Yeah, cool. Um, and he has a pouch of a red herb-like substance, which you recognise immediately as bloodweed. Cool. Uh, Bamfor, from, I would assume, the still slightly pulsating wound, uh, fills the flask with his blood, uh, and then wipes it off on his, um, on his jacket and pops it in his breast pocket. 
Interesting. Okay. You got a flask of blood. Write it down. And takes the blood weed. You got blood weed and a blood flask. Cool. What was this guy's name? Lunas. L-O-O-N-I-S. Yep. And Marley. So you have... You get filled in about the killing grounds and the champion and everything, and you have breakfast with with Hodge. And what do you do then? I head out. Cool. And I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure what to do. I mean, are we ending the episode? Because, <laughs> um, in terms of like where I would go, it's either find Bamf or because I'm in the merchant district go see if i can find the the goblin i'm supposed to give the watch to which i have so i could yep. just give it to them yeah okay. I'm, Looks I'm like... not gonna know if i need bam for that until i go to do it so yeah so it looks like you've got a decision to make on the next exciting episode of the fate of bison <laughs> what do you reckon you'll do at this point, I'd be like, well, Banff is probably somewhere in the Vice District. He knows where I am because he came to this. Bar. And we have the doggo signal, remember? Yeah. So. Yeah, if the dog comes to me, I will follow the dog. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, um, we don't need to do anything urgently. The Killing Grounds isn't for three days. Spritey's appointment isn't for five days. So we've essentially got like a couple of days of just sort of killing time at this point so i wouldn't interrupt you to bring you back yet do you know what i mean because i'd be like well we've got time and he's probably busy he knows where i am if he was bored or whatever he would have come found me by now (laughs) you know he was bored or hungry or something you know yeah like he'd turn up if he ran out of the food yeah like but if he ran out of like the seventeen thousand gems he'd be back (laughs) you know like I'm back. It hasn't worked out well. We need to go. Do we have so, any more money? So I guess I would I would actually probably go see if I can figure out at least where the Scoblins workshop would be. I have a name, eh? I didn't Shabs. write it down. What yeah, was it? Shabs. Shabs. That's right. Um Shabs. Um, yeah, so I would probably at least track down where that is and, like, check it out to see if it looks dodgy before I just go in. Yeah. Scope it out. I mean, yeah, I, I like that you've recognised that you've got time to just do what needs to be done before, like, well, these two things that have popped up that are time-sensitive. You've got some other things that aren't. Yeah. Mm. Pretty much. Cool. And I would probably spend, like, the day doing some shopping as well, because I'm in the merchant district, so it makes sense. Yeah, okay. What we'll do for shopping is I've decided that, like, you guys, are are you familiar with, I mean, with playing the Pokemon games? Mm Mm-hmm. And how there's, in in every city or town... There's a 7-Eleven. Yeah, cool. Yeah, There's. Well, no, there's a Nurse Joy and an Officer mm. Jenny, like, and mm. it's the same in every... Mm. I was thinking, in every city... I mean, there, there's, like, individual merchants for all sorts of things, if you want, like, for for flavour. But for simplicity and gameplay, in every single there's city... There's going to be a Smith Coleman, isn't there? <coughs> there's no, a there's franchise. A, 
there's yeah. a man there's a man called Jobler. Um, I came up I came up with the name on the way home today from work, and I was speaking in this thick, really bad Russian accent, so that's what he has. And to he's whom? myself. And he I thought has... you were gonna tell me. I thought you were gonna tell me Summer Breeze, like picked <laughs> up and like took her like armory or whatever it was tent to to, to Stonewall. <laughs> Uh, there's, you know, there's, um, I am, I, I have all kinds of things. I have everything you need. I am Jobla. I am, I, you come to me, you need a potion. Yeah, well, you, I am Jobla. You yeah, need well. potion, you, you need armor, you need potion weapon. You need to drink food, you need man, woman. You, you need, you uh, Jobla. I am he Jobla, I have everything you need. And this one, and he is in every He's single white. city. Jobla. Okay, is this, is this a tribute to Terry Pratchett at all with... It's got to be Dibbler, yeah. Yeah. No, I have not. Oh. I'm not familiar with that character. Oh, Dibbler is like, he's like a force of nature. Like, there is no, there is no such thing in any universe as a crowd that exists without someone exactly like him trying to sell that crowd questionable sausages. Yes. <laughs> or like kebabs, so or like yeah. he's okay. crafted some weird souvenir every, out of stones every, or whatever yeah he is the quintessential person that tries to make a buck and he yeah. exists as such a force of just sheer astronomical physics that he yeah. would appear at big bang and try and sell it popcorn yeah um, you know okay, he's done that, well when he has a, a cart like and yeah, he's selling and his pies and sausages out of tray. a cart otherwise he's, he's carrying Honestly, a tray yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot of what I, um, a lot of what I think and feel in D and D is related to Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, me too. Um, yeah. Okay. In in that case, to avoid any um, accusations of of plagiarism, should oh, I change no, the name? No, 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 God, no, 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 no. It just no, that's what should it I change, reminded change the name me. from oh, Jobler. No, 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 it's, no, no, um, no. It's, Jobler it's, it's, is fine. Terry Pratchett would th- find it interesting. Yes. Just it, the name sounded funny in the accent while I was talking to myself. No, 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 yeah. no. It, I am Jobler. It's not. You're <laughs> not responsible for the the connections that like fans of other things make in their head. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, and it's it's great. Um, it makes complete sense, and yep. it proves Terry Pratchett right. Yep. <laughs> in every single universe, no matter how mundane Dibbler's or. Like, Cousin, or whatever it was. That <laughs> my cousin. That, he sells that, sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want kielbasa? You go to Jibla. You want anything else? You come to me. <laughs> um, Jibla can't certify that. He never says that his um, sausages are 100% pork, but he says they're probably mostly pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'll find a knuckle. Sometimes you'll find a fingernail. Character. If you're really unlucky, you'll find your own. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, so there's going to be one of those in every city if you find him. And he has the expecting things. Expecting oh. things. Uh, I, I just sort of thought it might save you time if I, off podcast, have a research of some things that I'd like to buy and then you tell me if I can find them in the city. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just research what you want to buy and tell me, we can, next time we record you just like read out the list and i'll tell you how that goes yeah cool whether i find it or not yeah cool yep and then we'll continue with well whatever you guys do next 
Absolutely. Very I'm excited. excited. This, this, is all, this is all so improvised and off the wall. I have no idea what's going to happen, and I love it so much, and I'm terrified. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's good. I knew Banfors cool. would be slightly nuts. I knew mine would be mm. just getting through meeting Spritey and making sure that didn't go horribly, and then... I would figure out the rest from there. Yeah. Um, Oliver, I bet it'd be great if you eventually, like, one by one, kill the entire criminal underworld. Because <laughs> they just keep trying to get you. And you're like, no, just stop. Just keep killing them back, alleys. Stab throat, stab throat, stab throat. You could become, I like, killed a fire giant. Batman of the Vice District. <laughs> like, well, not even Batman, but, like, like a Tony Stark with more beheadings. <laughs> oh, like, if Tony Stark joined ISIS sort of thing yeah um but that guy stabbed me and i went down to 57 hit points i was considering giving him two attacks and i thought yeah. you know what you know what fuck it he's not going to be like an elite fighter he's just like he's just a he's brute just the head of the guys that are following a random dude no he didn't expect to run into you no, he didn't expect to get the shit stabbed out of his throat either, but that fucking happened. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I'm, well, I'm, really, I'm really happy with that. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Wow, what an info dump. Banfor went to the Bitches Bollock and met Bruckham, the leader of the Seven Brutes and the Brutes Club, and also learns that he himself resembles the mysterious champion. Marley found out about a special event at the Killing Grounds that's got everyone all excited. Banfor has a flask of blood and a pouch of bloodweed, and Marley has a decision to make about her next move. Oh, and we also learned about Jobler, the omnipresent supermergent. This is getting out of hand. Don't forget to get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at FateofIson or email FateofIson at gmail.com. Or you can always chit-chat with us in real time on the Necropoticon Discord server. Bye everyone, and thanks again for listening. Well, well, well. What do we have here? I'm Dr. Evil from the League of Villains podcast, and you seem to be a podcast listener that has stumbled into my lair. But just take a seat. There's no evil going on here or anything of that sort. Nope, nothing like that at all. It's totally villainy, but The show you just listened to is on the Necropodicon Network. We have shows for everyone from D&D actual play podcasts to horror movie reviews and more. Check them all out at necropodicon.com.